Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt. Twitter? I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Please share if you haven't already, or even if you have, keep sharing. That's what we need. Uh, Rating and reviewing is great, but get the numbers up, share. So, week two is in the books. Yeah. Fast, not right. I mean, it's it already seems fast to me. Can't believe it. That's yeah. that's one. Well, I mean, we get fourteen weeks to the regular season this year, so it's a little longer regular season because there's Correct. two buys, two buys, one seventh of the way done already. Yeah, doesn't feel like it. No, but it, but it is. No, and it's just going to keep speeding up, right? It's the uh, uh, life is like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to end, the faster it goes. Okay, I feel like the football season yeah. the same way. Yeah, yeah I guess that, that's a good that a analogy. Sure. All right, so first things first, uh, we're going to get into the week two Eisman. Big Kurt, take it away. All right, this was a tough one because, first of all, you have a lot of games to play, right? So there's a lot of lot more performances. They don't have a head-to-head in the Big Ten. Um, and a lot of teams are playing lesser opponents, so you get these, like, you know, video game-type stat lines sometimes. So I can go down the list here. Any one of these could have been – the, the Eisman for this week. And, and let me just take a quick 20. Sure. Agree with everything you said. In order to put up video game like numbers, you need good players to do it. Yeah. If you if you look around the league right now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of very talented oh, offensive yeah. players. There's a ton of like, talent Like, I right think now. we are, if we stop, if this continues on to a certain degree, it's going to slow down what you get in league sure. play because there's better defenses in the Big Ten, obviously, but... Looking down the list of quarterbacks, uh, Dustin yeah. Schutte with Saturday Tradition put a, a quote out there with how many quarterbacks that have thrown six touchdowns with no interceptions right. and six quarterbacks in the Big Ten. So I wonder, like, it's not just quarterbacks, too. you got running backs, wide receivers, tight ends even. I don't know how far you'd have to go back to find more talent offensively in the Big Ten. Thank you. You know? I, I, I think it's, like, almost – it's developed – behind the scenes or you know it's like not getting enough attention whatever but right. all of a sudden i i you know took a little bit of a you know mental uh uh you know look list in my head mm-hmm. looking at the numbers of players and and stats they're putting up like yeah. wait a second this, there's big time stuff going on it's here. crazy yeah. so let's just go down the list of players that were considered for the eisman award this week josh jackson quarterback at maryland amazing game Elijah Sindelar at Purdue, quarterback. Rondell Moore had his the most receiving yards he's ever had. Right. I mean, you think that makes him a shoe in pretty much, right? Quintez Cephas Jeez. in his second game back. I mean, my God, the guy had six catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. This guy wasn't even playing football. Right. A couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, Jack Cohn, quarterback for Wisconsin, I thought had an outstanding performance. Sean Clifford was great. Elijah Collins at Michigan State. Have yep. we found a Huge. running back here? Correct. Maybe. So. I was going to go with, of all these, again, all of them are very deserving. You look at Wisconsin had terrible quarterback play. I didn't feel good about the quarterbacks coming into this year at all. I had no faith. Wisconsin had terrible quarterback play last year. We assumed I assumed it was going to carry into this year. Jack Cohn, 26-33, 363 yards and three touchdowns. Proved me wrong. I didn't think he was capable of that. I like Jack Cohn here. Um. I we, we had a brief discussion before we hit the record button here. I said I think maybe you should uh, 
strongly consider Elijah Sindelar because he was definitely Elijah Sindelating on Saturday. What was his stat line? 34 of 52 passing for 509 yards, (laughs) five touchdowns and one interception. And he did that. With no running game to speak of. So no running game to speak of. And when you look at the level of competition. Sure. Do I think Vanderbilt is going to be a team that goes, you know, seven and five this year? Probably not. But this is a, a solid team. It's a well team. It's a solid team. team and, and you convinced me. They, okay. they beat an SEC team head to head. So we're going to give the nod to Elijah Sindelar here. Okay. Our week two Eisman I think he candidate winner. Uh, so Elijah Sindelar with two straight. 400-yard yeah. games to start the year. Third Purdue quarterback to do that in Purdue history. Do you know the other two? Yeah, Drew Brees and uh, Jim Everett, right? Jim Everett, yeah. right. Yeah. And even though Jim Everett had a lot of great uh, uh, highlights of his career, yeah. obviously played in the NFL, still the number one highlight of all the time. The Romy show? When he kicked Rome's ass. <laughs> was awesome. So great. I mean, Chris. Okay, Chris. I, I, you know, I, I don't really know how big Jim Rome is in real life. My guess, he's like. Oh, he's got to be a smaller guy. I, I don't think he's that big. And I think Everett was probably like 6'5", right? He, he was a huge guy. And it's funny because like maybe in Jim Rome's head, he's like, oh, he's a quarterback. He's soft. No, this is a 6'4", 6'5", 240-pound <laughs> athlete do you think that was, he talks smack to. But do you think it was set up? Yeah, okay. I feel like it might so you have been a little set conspiracy up. theory. A little conspiracy there. there, yeah. Either way, it was awesome when he flipped. It was the table awesome. Over I loved it. Rome over too. So. Don't call me Chris. Okay, Chris, that was great. God. All right. So again, congratulations to Elijah Sindelar. On to the games. These games took all took place on Saturday, September seventh. Northwestern, the only team that was off sure. in the big. We failed to mention that. Yeah, we did. Um, what another thing to point out along with the offensive explosion of players around the league, uh, four shutouts in yeah. the Big Ten. That's, four of them. That's impressive. I mean, again, I, 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 I like history, but I guess I'm just – it's tough to look these types of stats up, but mm-hmm. got to be the first time the Big Ten's had four shutouts in a weekend, yeah. unless you go all the way back to – Right, you know, to like when, when they were – when the when scores nine, were 6-2 typically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's an incredible – so even though – there's a ton of offense explosion. There's still a ton of uh, great defenses out there. Another thing to point out, I wonder, too, if this was a record, three games into overtime. Mm. Okay, I hadn't even thought about that. Right, so two and one in those games. Sure. So It was a pretty crazy weekend of Big Ten football. It I was, mean, I thought it was really It was a lot of fun football. All right, so let's get into it. So as we uh, – just to explain this out, how we do this is chronological order. It pretty much uh, mm-hmm. reflects exactly what we did um, on the previous podcast with the Big Ten game of the week uh, held towards the end. So first one up is the Ohio State Buckeyes 42, Cincinnati Bearcats 0. The Buckeyes had 508 yards of total offense to the Bearcats 273. What are you thinking? Well, I think going into the season – you had a couple big questions for Ohio State. The reason I couldn't just go ahead and say, yeah, I think they're going to win the East, was offensive line and quarterback, and those both look great right now, don't they? And then you could go a step further and say, well, their defense didn't play very well. Defense looks great right now. I mean, this, to me, what I saw on Saturday against a very good Cincinnati team, it this looks like a team that can win the Big Ten again. Yeah. Uh, my notes I have written down is, uh-oh, now Ohio State has a defense. Yep. And, and we looked at this on paper before. I mean, they had 
even being kind of conservative, nine returning starters back yeah. from last year, you knew that things were going to be simplified with Madison coming in as the defensive coordinator. It sure looks like they're just letting the playmakers run around yeah. and, and kill people. Um, Chase Young is he's I mean, maybe the best player in the Big Ten. He might be the best player yep. in the Big Ten. Uh, one and a half sacks and just threw in a blocked. Uh, yeah, why not? Just to, sure. boo, just to keep the shutout. I mean, they, they they got playmakers running around the field. That's all there is to it. Yeah, so not a whole lot has changed, really. You know, we thought maybe this was a year when someone else could step in and, and take over in the East, <laughs> and, and here we are. Of, I know, but I'm just here. saying, like, you're looking at this team, and to me this looks like the best team right now in the Big Ten. J.K. Dobbins, 141 yards, two touchdowns. Justin Fields, 20 of 25, 220, 224 yards, two touchdowns. The only reason he didn't have more yardage is because he didn't need to have more sure. yardage. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like Justin Fields is must-watch TV. Oh man! I mean, he's he's good. To watch. Yes, yeah. He's 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 everything that he was cracked up to be as a recruit, right? And you know, I said it before. I think all that stuff in the off season about him not looking great was just a total ruse. I mean, there's yep. no way this guy didn't look great in practice. No, I don't he had to it. look great yeah. in practice. And the one thing I would say is the last thing that is the kink in the armor for Ohio State is his health. They got to keep that guy up. Sure. Right. Yeah. You don't want to have to go back to Gunnar Hoke if you don't have to. Um, now Cincinnati, I, you know, they torched him for 500 yards, but I don't know. I think that's a, probably a pretty solid defense, isn't I, it? I mean, a pretty darn good defense. Um, UCLA got beat again. They got worked actually. So the the win versus UCLA doesn't look sure. as good as maybe you thought it was. But Poor still, Chip in Kelly. the end, I th yeah, still in the end, Cincinnati is a well coached team. Yeah, Ohio State made them look like they were in quicksand. Yep, absolutely. Next up, whew, we got a burn burner here. Michigan twenty four, Army twenty one in overtime. Wolverines with three hundred forty yards of total offense to the Black Knights. 243, and just in case you're curious, that was 200 yards rushing, 43 yards passing passing for Army. What uh, what do you think here? Well, first of all, you know, it's hard to defend the triple option. Everyone knows that. They did a pretty good job against the triple option, the right? 200 yards rushing yeah. is definitely under their season average. That's, that's pretty solid effort there by Michigan's defense. But my question is, what is wrong with this offense? There is – I mean, that was exactly where I was going with it. Um, the, as far as the total team meltdown – that there, there's an overreaction to this game on Twitter. Would you would you say that much? Sure. I mean, it's only week two, right? Like we just said. So yeah, the defense has looked just fine in, yeah. in the first two games. The offense has not. And here here's what I think is going on. I'm going to blow your mind with this assessment. Okay. You ready? Uh, Josh Gaddis is in his first year calling plays. Sure. At the Division One level, he's, he's learning how to, to call plays. That that's hard to do. That's probably what it comes down to, right? I I think there's no doubt that's what it comes down to. And there's another thing I keep thinking of. Is Shea Patterson getting interviewed by the Big Ten Network preseason? And they asked him, are you excited about this new offense? And the first thing he said was, uh, I was just fine with the old offense. Wow. I don't know. That keeps sticking yeah. in my Well, head. as it should. So you got uh, Josh Gaddis versus Michael Loxley, that whole thing going on. So th this was the yearly Nick Saban offseason coaching sweepstakes. And so far, it looks like Maryland won that sweepstakes over Kaki So Pets. far. Very early. Very early. I hear what you're saying. But, I mean, dynamic offense over there. We'll get to that. And it, it just doesn't look any different and certainly not any better than last year for Michigan, does it? You're just talking the offense. Talking about the offense. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is people acted like Michigan was going from a 1940s, right. you know, pre-war style offense to – 
a full open air raid. Right. It wasn't that big of a difference. Like no. just from what I'm seeing, it's they had a ton of three wide receiver sets last year, one back stuff that. Yeah, Michigan I don't think did. they're I mean, running a lot of different stuff. It's just that they're supposedly doing it at tempo. But but just talking about last year. this game was that not tense watching the end of that game could you not feel the stress coming through oh yeah of the course see so i don't know if this will work but whenever I, I i'm i'm big into watching um like astronomy shows sure not astrology that's what weirdos you know look yeah. up for your sign not, or whatever not sagittarius or whatever the hell they Correct. call it yeah like like how the earth is made that's an right. actual show but they always will talk about how much uh energy is generated when like uh, uh something hits the surface of the earth it's like sure. 400 you megatons, know, megatons or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. how much energy do you think was created by michigan fans inside the big house when they were clenching, clenching their, their butts the, the, the bung sphincters <laughs> yeah i mean that this would have been this would have been an embarrassing loss i think definitely an embarrassing loss um but to put things into perspective oklahoma made the college football playoff last yep. year and it took them everything in the book to get past this army team that was overtime as well i think i wasn't think so it? yeah um well how about what did you think of there was a fourth and two they had the ball yeah well within field goal range yep. it was that i don't know what yard line maybe the 20 yard line yep they went for it they could have kicked it and not only did they go for it it was just a horrible play it's a horrible play got stonewalled and that they didn't really have to go to overtime yeah. that's what made them go to overtime correct I, I don't. I never understood that, but to me, so far, and that decision is on khaki pants. Sure, the, the play course. call is on. Your, is on Gaddis. Cor- yeah, yeah. Um, but, Zach Charbonnet looked good. Yeah, he Pretty looked good. okay. I mean, thirty-three carries, hundred yards, three touchdowns, though. Patterson had a solid game, but he's got the whole team has a case of the fumbleitis so far this Correct. year. Correct. Uh, that's a big problem. That's fixable. That's good. That's the good news for them. But to me, so far, this is not looking like your Big Ten champ slash college football playoff team no nope. they've got a long way to go and then on top of it look at that schedule yeah schedule is absolutely brutal they get a bye and then i think uh, they have to go play at wisconsin and then it just it just gets either not maybe not tougher because obviously wisconsin's on a roll sure. but there's no there's no let up especially now with uh maryland i'm you smelling know, coming big out 10 game of the week michigan at wisconsin yeah could be all right uh next up the Iowa Hawkeyes 30, Rucker Scarlet Knights 0. That was our second shutout of the week. The Hawks with 438 yards of total offense to the Scarlet Knights 125. What are we thinking? Well, what I was looking for from Rutgers, I'm going to start with Rutgers, is I just wanted to see, you know, I think they're an improved team this year. I think. Not quite sure yet. But I wanted to see them go on the road in the Big Ten and look like a Big Ten team. Didn't get to see that, really. No. No. no, 125 yards, not acceptable. Here is the deal, though. Um, assessing the team, if I went around and rated their position groups, sure. as compared to last year, running backs as good or better. Yep. Offensive line as good or I better. Think Receivers so. are fine. Yep. Front seven, definitely better. Running backs as good or better. Yep. Uh, quarterback, I would say better than last year, right? No, I that was what I, I was getting to. I feel I like know, they look as good everywhere except for quarterback. They are awful. They're awful. I know. Quarterback. I know. I, I was feeling good after last week. But, yeah, this week, 5 of 15 for McLean Carter, 22 yards correct the the so then they pulled McLean Carter and put in our old boy Arthur no better their their total stats nine of 26 for 41 yards and two picks Boy, I just don't know how you, you can you don't do that win bad. you don't win against anybody no. now obviously 
the Iowa defense had something to do of with course. that. But it, that's not just the Iowa defense. That is hor- horrible quarterback play. Yards per pass, 1.6. That's bad. That's anemic. That is anemic. Uh, yards per rush, 3.7. Actually, eh, not terrible against a good Iowa defense. So let's, let's switch over to Iowa now. I'm still really impressed by the quarterback to wide receiver combos that we got going on here. We were hearing that all off season, made a lot of progress. I think we're really seeing it. Um, Nate Stanley, solid game. Smith Marset, four catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns. So I'm liking that solid running game. And you know, just the same defense that you expect from Iowa. Yeah. Uh, uh, you were talking about anemic play from parts of Rutgers. There was not anemic play from AJ Epinesa. Um, they made the mistake of two main mistakes. One, not running the ball more. They, that was just a complete gaffe okay. by the Rutgers staff. And then they left uh, A.J. Epinesa singled up and pass pro, and he ate him live. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Sure. Uh, Nate Stanley, uh, 12, 12 of uh, 236 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Iowa 10-0 and when Nate Stanley has thrown three touchdowns or more, which I was like, oh, really? he's thrown 10 touchdowns in his career. Um, not one catch by the tight end. So really? all those yards, all those touchdowns, yeah. not a single completion well, to two targets. Uh, one was a pass interference. One was a drop. And okay. like you, you, every team reads in every fan base reads into what they hear is looking good in camp. And, and I mean, you already touched on it a little bit, but yeah. I have fans were reading about the wide receivers. Sure. I mean, we're two games in it. It looks to be the case. I it, mean, it, yeah, it, it looks like a, very solid. Absolutely. Um, just about as well as you can do, I think. I mean, I was t- typically not going to score 63 points on the team unless they're playing Illinois, but 30 to nothing, that's about as good as, you, as it gets. Right. right. Uh, and then I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the punting in this game. Okay. It was punting pornography. <laughs> yeah. It was gorgeous, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry, but I, we're recording. I forgot to look up Rutgers punter, but okay. I, it seemed like he put eight punts inside the 10. And, and it, honest to God, it was probably like four or five. It was that good. I was at one point I was starting position after the their original um, mm-hmm. uh, or the opening kickoff was like eight, 10, yeah. 11 and yeah. six. Like he was putting it was insane. And then Michael Sleep Dalton, the 62 year old uh, Australian yeah. punter, he actually had better net punting yards than the. So I wonder if it has to do with all the Aussies that are. Because, oh, yeah, because the punting we were talking about how great the offense is in the Big Ten, like how much skill there is. The punting's amazing. The punting's been right incredible. Now. Like Drew Chrisman had another great game for real. That guy's incredible. Uh, he's the best punter. Definitely in the Big Ten. But probably, and, and maybe I, it's the just that is the thing I always think about when you watch the NFL. The punting is just off the charts. Yeah. I mean, even if you're backed up. The other team's offense is going to be starting the 2024 right. yard line. Is there, if, if you have a punter like that yeah. in Division One, it is a weapon. It is a weapon. Yeah, I mean, I it, it's the punting is winning is a is a joke that goes around the Iowa fan base, but when it's that good, there's actually a little bit of truth it was behind it. Lou Tepper's favorite position. All right, next up, holy cow! Is this the most exciting team to talk about wow. in the Big Ten? The Maryland Terrapins, sixty-three. The Syracuse Orange, twenty. The Terps with 650 yards man. of total offense to the Oranges 400. Listen, man, you don't just you don't just come into the shell and expect a victory. The shell, I like that. By that the is way. so good. That's it a, yeah. That's the shell awesome. is what Mike Loxley is calling the stadium. Now. Yeah, that's very good job by Mike there. Um, Maryland is ranked in the AP poll now. 
How about that? And we're, we're going to talk more about on the later, but uh, later in the podcast. But holy cow, that is incredible. I, I, I'm wrong. I have I I. If I mean, there's Maryland listeners, there's a couple on Twitter that follow us. Um, I didn't see it with with the losses that they've had in camp. The new staff. I still don't think the defense looks amazing. That's going to be their Achilles okay. heel at some point. But right now, the, <laughs> the offense, offense is just... incredible. And the thing is, they were spreading it around to everybody. It wasn't just like one player went off, right? right. I mean, Josh Jackson had a great game, of course, but Javon Leak had a big game. Um, Jake Funk had a big game. McFarland, Fleet Davis, everybody was running the ball. Everyone was catching the ball. Their transfers are really, I just, they nailed it on the transfer portal. I mean, with between Josh Jackson, Tyler Mabry, the tight end, had a, another good game, and Keandre Jones from Ohio State had two sacks. Man, they, and they're they, already gelled. Yeah, they're they're totally four, gelled. Four players with at least sixty-seven yards rushing. Right, and and most of them were you know they were closer to like ninety yards rushing. Sure. Um. So one hundred and forty-two points in the first two yep, games. Yep. So seventy-one points they're averaging the first two games. That is third all time in the AP poll era for the first two games of wow. the year. Uh, Florida in 1994 during the fun and guns. I remember spur. that. Yeah. I remember that 94 team. And then, I, remember, I remember those games. And then, and then the other one is 2015 Ole Miss Rebels. I mean, I, yeah. I guarantee they played, you know, yeah. Sisters of the Poor competition. For sure. And you could have said that about Maryland last week, but this week, right? this was, and this is something I put on Twitter. Uh, okay. This, this is the this second is best team mo- in This the is what ACC. most people consider the second best team. Right. In the ACC. And they just got touched for a, a 20, uh, 43 point defeat by what is considered yeah i mean, I mean before this lower week, tier mi- middle team. tier big 10 team i think now lower, you can say middle middle but i think coming into the season everyone thought this is going to be a lower tier big 10 team am i right yeah so most lopsided unranked versus ranked win since 1999 did you did you hear that really one? yes oklahoma beat texas a&m i don't know what the score was didn't write it down but most lopsided unranked team Beating a ranked team since ninety nine. Another stat years. I heard is if you take a okay, you're gonna you're gonna have to walk through this with me. But if sure. you take a lower ranked team, so twenty to twenty five, okay, okay, playing an unranked team, mm-hmm. and Vegas views the unranked team as the favorite, okay, that unranked team wins like eighty four percent of the time. No kidding. So listen to Vegas when you see that. Wow, that is. I'm not a huge trends guy. That's a trend. That's a trend right there because that's Vegas saying we don't care about your rankings, AP, whatever. Right. We're 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 gonna do what we need to do. Well, we speaking of Vegas, they're opening over under win total for the Terps, or this is like yep. early summer. Yep. Was three and a half wins. Correct. Which I loved the over on that. I I didn't expect what I'm seeing right now, but they just have so much talent. There's there was no way they were only winning three games. Yeah. I, I thought that was crazy. I'm not line. afraid to pat myself on the back if I think I've called something, but I picked the over. But I picked I picked Maryland at four and eight, and we got a long season. But I picked them five and seven, <laughs> looking like we're a little under undersold right, right here. Yeah, right definitely. Now. But anyways, way to it, go, locks. Yeah, can, congratulations. So far, Maryland's going to be interesting to see where they go. All right, next up, the Purdue Boilermakers, forty-two. Vanderbilt 24. Speaking of the SEC, they just got whooped by the Big Ten West. The Boilermakers with 540 yards of total offense to the Commodores' robust 491 yards. I love watching Joe Tiller offenses, don't you? <laughs> Real. Yeah. That's what we have again, right? Yes, that's a good point. I mean, I know that that Brom wants to run the ball more than Tiller did, 
but he just knows that they can. They cannot run the ball. They cannot run the ball, and so he's and here saying, we are starting out with a negative with Purdue. Yeah, we kind of already talked about Elijah Sindelar, but but they, but they, 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 their running comp- game, their rushing game is officially like we're just trying to do this to try to keep the defense honest a little bit. Yeah, off we realize balance. we're not actually going to gain positive yardage. We're just doing it to to switch things up a little bit. That's about just it, just to keep you on your toes. Um, but basically, I'm I'm saying that as kind of a compliment. I mean, he knows he can't run the ball. That's it, taken away a huge weapon. And he's just saying, "Eff it, we're just going to throw the damn ball, we're and gonna we're going to beat you anyway." Yeah, I mean, 52 attempts from yeah. Sindelar. I, my guess is, I mean, the biggest thing is as the season goes along for Purdue, it's two things, and they're kind of wrapped together. Number one, this is pretty obvious, but it's the play of Elijah Sindelar. Obviously, sure. the other side of it is the health. Of Elijah Sindelar. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't have a ton of experience. They have no experience after Sindelar. So I think it would be tough to put anybody in the shoes that he's on, which is he's the whole offense. He is. I mean, obviously, Rondé Moore and, and other talented wide receivers play into it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you have, typically speaking, when you have a lack of balance like that, it, it snags you at some point. Right. Yes. I, I don't know how they, they're not going to. I don't see them winning the West with this type of offense. Right. I just that's not going to happen. Right. And the East, you mean? Um, or yeah, the West. West. Sorry, excuse me. I was thinking. I, what I was thinking ahead was actually when I think of a couple things that I, I'm looking ahead, Big Ten schedule stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Purdue and Michigan State playing. I don't. I'm not, I, I guess off the top of my head, I'm not sure if they're. I'm playing, not sure if they but, do or not. I can't but, remember. Michigan State has shown a little bit of ability to give up passing. Yes, yes. Yardage. Um, so, like, Michigan State matches up great with Maryland because Maryland really needs to run the ball to get the right. offense going, but their defense doesn't match up as great. Point I'm trying to get to is there is a lot of variances in mm-hmm. offenses around the league, which just points to probably more, not parity, but lack of elite team making it through the league because – sure. If you, you if you are a type of team that's got a little bit of a weakness, somewhere along the line in this league, there is going to be a team that's almost like tailor-made sure. to exploit that weakness. For real. And I, yeah. I feel like that's something that you have with Purdue. And I thought the, the defense was okay. It was serviceable. Did well against the run. Um, gave up a lot of passing yards. and But they're still without Lorenzo Neal. Yeah. So if they get him back, it could be actually a fairly stout defense maybe, at least against the run. We'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. his health and I get I get the nose tackle makes a big difference in the, any defense, but there, there's a lot of missed tackling on that defense. Yeah, they only give up 71 yards rushing to a, a team that supposedly has a good rush attack with Keyshawn Vaughn back there. I wasn't terribly impressed by the way he played. No, Vaughn. No, fine, but he's he's yeah. just a grinder. Yeah, he's not super explosive. Yep. Um, and then before we move on to the afternoon games, failed to mention this last week. This was they dedicated the Tyler Trent student gate yeah. at Purdue. It looks awesome. It is awesome. So congratulations to Purdue for for doing that. All right, into the afternoon games. This was a t- this was a close one. Wisconsin sixty one, Central Michigan zero. So that's our third shutout. This is the largest shutout win for Wisconsin since two thousand five. I'm just I'm just gonna round up a little. Okay. okay. The Badgers had six hundred yards of total offense to the Chippewas sixty. Mm-hmm. Last week you joked and said they almost had ten times the yardage. Yeah. Wisconsin literally had ten times ten times the yardage. Keep going. As, as Central Michigan. Because they basically had ten times the passing yards, ten times the rushing yards. 
I mean, they, they it was it was a complete domination. They went exponential yeah. on, on the chips. <laughs> they did go. Yeah. They went exponential on that ass. Um, they logged them. I, I we maybe we use the term video game stats too much, but this is video game stats. This is this is what you did to the like in Tecmo Super Bowl. The teams got harder as you went through. The first week, though, you could just do anything you wanted. Sure. That, that's what this looked like. Pretty much. Yesterday. But, like, the thing that is impressive to me is 400 yards passing, 199 rushing. Yeah. Like, that's not Wisconsin. When stats. was the last time you saw Wisconsin pass for 400 yards? I felt like they knew they had something to exploit. Yeah. They're like, let's go ahead and work on our passing sure. game. And they did it. Um, insane. Jonathan Taylor, but you, you still got to talk about him, right? Yep. Uh, only 102 yards rushing. They just didn't need him to run no, the ball. Right. Three touchdowns, another receiving touchdown. Yeah. Okay. So he's uh, added that to his arsenal. Correct. He didn't have that before. It's it's insane what yeah. they've done. Like it's something the defensive coordinators are going to have to defend with yep. Wisconsin. So he had four touchdowns last week, four touchdowns this week. That's the first uh, player to do that in the first two games in FBS since 2000. Wow. So he's off to no a kidding. pretty good start. That's awesome. And I then mean, the defense. I don't know. It looks like they I, had guys out this week too, but their defense is back. I mean, it, this is the, Wisconsin the machines defense. back. The the we don't know their names. They all look the sure. same, but they're all in this the spot that they're doing it again. The three D printer is printing away. Yeah. Anything so else? This well, it's they, so they beat up on a bad team. Let's let's say that it's Central still, Michigan is supposed to be one of the bad worst MAC teams, and the MAC is not very good right. this year, but still very impressive uh, to me. Very early, but this looks like a Big Ten contender right here. It definitely does. <clears throat> Next up, the Illinois Fighting Illini 31, UConn Huskies 23. The Illini had 357 yards of total offense to the Huskies 285. Um, can I start out? Yeah, go for it. The opposite. Yeah. Um, this is good for Illinois. This is good. Okay. Road game. Yeah. First road Say it. Non-conference win since 2007. Yeah. Now, you can point that out as a negative. I choose to look at it as a positive. I am, too. Because this is the type of monkey you have to get off your back, and they got it off right. their back. Yep. I understand going on the road to beat UConn is not exactly yeah. traveling into a hostile environment. But here's the thing. You got the win, and, you know, on the road. Also, Illinois started out the game horribly. Oh, they looked awful. And they were not ready to play that game. No, they were not. Um, and, and hey, it's a it's a trip, man. That's a trip. It is. That's yeah, a, that's it's, a long it's trip actually out there. the first time Illinois has ever played in New England, ever. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, not a lot of teams travel to go play. I no. mean, it's a. There was a couple more of these, the weird ones like Purdue, Nevada, Wisconsin, USF last week. Mm -hmm. This one just snuck in there, but this is odd. This is an odd it trip is. for a Big Ten team to make, but. Uh, pick six to start the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, no Reggie Corbin. Nope. Did not Point play. Point being, there was a lot of there was a lot of kind of hidden bad hurdles to get over. They got over them, got the win. Yeah. So they started out real sloppy. Um, I felt, and let me know what you think about this. They played really badly in the first quarter and the third quarter. To me, that tells me they got out schemed. They got out coached. But. They adjusted and played really well in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a good point. So in some ways, actually, maybe that's not a negative. One of the things I liked, they gave up 10 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, this was... Illinois was the better team. Well, they were definitely the better team. And here's another thing I liked. 
in the past, this is where Illinois would just like hang their heads. Oh, woe is me. We're down 13 nothing. We thought we'd come here and roll. And they, they didn't give up. In the past, they would have given up. They came back, had a great second quarter. Then they started crapping the bed again in the third quarter and still didn't give up and came back again. So I'm proud of them for the way that they fought Huge. this game. Oh, dead, dead serious. This isn't propaganda I'm putting out with this. That Any young team, and they're still pretty young or at least new faces and new positions, but yep. um, they got the win. Brandon Peters, 24 of 35, 227 yards, four touchdowns, yeah. and a pick. And that, That's that, two straight good performances out of Brandon Peters. Yeah, so seven touchdown passes for him on the season already. So what's up with Reggie Corbin, by the way? He's got a hip pointer. Oh, okay. And I thought I had read that he was practicing this week, so I expected him to play, and he traveled. Okay. So I think they probably Just expected he would. So it's not serious, obviously. Hip pointers I, usually aren't. But. I don't know if he's going to play against Eastern Michigan, but I'm sure he's going to be playing in the first Big Ten game. Yeah. Everyone's been saying it's not that serious. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't play. Um, what would this tr- this team be without these transfers? My God, every one of their transfers is showing up. Yep. You got Pettibone starting the offensive line, Peters starting quarterback, playing great. Um, Amatra Baby had two touchdowns. Love that name, by the way. A great Snuck name. In, yeah. uh, Trayvon Sidney had not a big game, but five catches. And then Wole Batico's leading the nation, nation in, sacks. in sacks right now. And that's the U- USC transfer. He's correct? the US, He's one of the USC guys. Yeah. Uh, and, boy, if they just had Bobby on the other side, this could be a fearsome defensive line if they had Bobby. I know. I, it, I have actually spent time thinking about that because it seems like they've got a really good pass rushing defensive end. They would have yeah. another one oh. opposite of him. Um, I'm not going to rat this person out, but there is a uh, person on Twitter that's DM'd me that was talking about his team's upcoming schedule. I'll just give you okay. it's a Big Ten West team. Okay. And he was still counting Illinois as a win. I'm like, ho, 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 yeah. ho. Hold on right there. You better stop counting Illinois as the instant win because yeah. that's not what's no, going on. No, they're not here. an instant win anymore. And that's, that's because awesome. right now, this is the way I view it. It is not unrealistic to think that Wisconsin or uh, Illinois is going to go six and six, right? No, go not to, at go all. Go to a bowl. Absolutely. So if you are playing a bowl team, right, you don't just roll your hat out and right. beat the bowl team. Yeah. You're going to have to play well, probably win the turnover battle, that type of stuff yep. to, to, to beat a bowl team. That's what Illinois looks like to me right now. Yeah. Fair I, enough. I hope so. All right. Next up, the Indiana Hoosiers 52, Eastern Illinois 0. That was our last donut game of the weekend. The Hoosiers with 555 yards of total offense to the Panthers 64. This is exactly what I wanted to see from Indiana. I wanted to see them go to my favorite nation, domination and just start from (laughs) from the first whistle to the last whistle and kick some freaking ass. And that's exactly what they did. They did it. And even more than I thought they would. I thought it would Me be too. something like a 45 to 10, 45 to 13, Me too. something like that. They were having none of that. No, they just absolutely clamped up. They down. were saying, we are a good Big Ten team, and this is what a good Big Ten team does to an FCS team. And I'm going to point it out again. This is another situation where you look at the health of the teams from top to bottom yep. in the Big Ten. Uh, you could go back four or five years eight, nine, ten years, there were – it wouldn't be – have been crazy to look up look up the scroll of games, you know, the Big Ten scores, mm-hmm. and see Indiana 28, Eastern Illinois 17, and yeah. you're like, oh, man, they're, Come they on, struggled no with – but that's how much better the whole league is. Yep. They, the, they, they crushed a team like that. The, yeah, the, this is – you're exactly right. This is the game that they wouldn't crush the opponent, and you'd say, what the hell's wrong? 
I think this may be a pretty good Indiana team. We're I, I still right think here. it is, yeah. So they've won 16 out of 17 non-conference games. And Eight straight non-conference games. And to be fair, there, there's not a lot of, you know, Notre Dame or Power True. 5, you know, teams in there. But that's not how they want to do it. You know, they want to get to Bulls. Right. And if you're going to do that, you better schedule the wins, and they're winning right. the games. And it used to be they would occasionally lose those games. Correct. Um, this one was over by the second quarter. Penix had a great game. Ramsey actually came and had great a game better too. game. Yeah, he looked good. Um, but uh, all, they were spreading the the ball around to all the receivers. Twelve different receivers caught passes, which is just very Indiana like. That's how they do it there. They just got a stable. Um, I don't know. Not much else to say. Just dominated both lines of scrimmage. Dominated the entire game, start yeah. to finish. Way to go, Hoosiers! So evening games. Penn State. Nittany Lions 45, the Buffalo Bulls 13, Nittany Lions with 429 yards of total offense to the Bulls 357. Yeah. What are we thinking? Uh, so they were down 10-7 at half. Man, they were looking like crap. But uh, the Bulls were just dominating time of possession in that first they, half. They, they dominated the whole game. They did, but I think, uh, let's see, what did they have? Uh, the Penn State ran 20 plays in the first half. Yeah. They just couldn't get the ball. One thing I would like to point out is last week, Penn State played a bad Idaho Vandals team. Yep. Um, A team that went back down to FCS because it just was getting whooped too much, and they're not even a decent FCS team. Buffalo won 10 games last year. Yeah. This is one of the better group of five teams that's got a coaching staff and players that know how to win games. This is a good – so – not afraid to pat myself on the back here a little bit. Um, I had put out predictions on the Twitter. Um, got a pretty decent run off of it. Yeah. Didn't have a great week, by the okay. way. But one of the games that I put out was was Penn State Buffalo, and I think I put the the uh, final score at thirty eight to thirteen. Okay. And a couple Penn State fans got riled up and said, "If we only score that many points, there's something wrong." And I'm like, you know. I need to see this O line against a better, sure, f- you know, more Division One front, right. if you will, before I think they're just going to blast away for seventy five points a week. Right. I think that's what you saw. Definitely. Um, I got no issues with Clifford. I still think the running backs and receivers are good, but if you have the ability to challenge that offensive line, that's the Achilles heel of this team, still in my book. But not Sean Clifford. That guy's good. Clifford's great. I mean, another good game here. 16-22, 279, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Also ran for 51 yards. Yep. He's got wheels. Like that run down the sideline where he's just he's just out running guys. He's, he's running fast. Yeah, he's a fast <laughs> person running it, on it his feet. It is something that um, Penn State fans were beating their chest on even yep. before the season started, and it's come to fruition. So John Reed had – Interception for the second consecutive game. That pick six really turned the momentum in the third quarter. That's when they just Huge. started pouring it on. That yep. pick six just opened the floodgates. But were you a little bit surprised? Like, 13 points was what I thought, you know, was pretty close to the max, how many points mm-hmm. the Bulls would put on the the scoreboard. So they the points didn't get there, obviously. Penn right. State, you know, stiffened up by the time they uh, got closer to the red zone. Yeah. But 357 yards of total offense is uh, quite a bit more than I thought the Bulls would have in this game. I was surprised that that Penn State allowed that many. Yards. Yeah, I thought the Penn State defense would clamp down and 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 definitely. Yeah, I am surprised that yeah. that's more than I would have guessed they would have. But in the end, who do they play next week? 
Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. So a little so bit of look ahead look sandwich. Ahead there. And another thing, too, is if you're trying to pull out positives, you need games like this on the schedule where you pull it out. And, and by the way, pull it out. They won by, you know, yeah, 30 I mean, points here. They really pulled it out in the third quarter. Right. And it was over by then. And then it much. took off. But that's a team responding in the second yeah. half, which is the, the, the sign of a good team that wants to go out and, and, and do great things on the season. It's also a little bit of a wake-up call that they maybe needed just a little bit before they go into sure. a rivalry game. And I think week. Franklin just did some ass-chewing in the in the locker room at halftime. He's like, you guys know I not only like to cover the spread, I like to cover the spread by four touchdowns and to really rub it in. Let's go. I want to be passing for 50-yard touchdowns with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Damn it. You know what? But real quick, where, where do you stand on that as far as like – I'm not a big there, fan of it. Really? Running up the score? No. Stop him then. I just, I, it is something I've, I've switched as I've gotten. Okay. Older. I just think it's disrespectful. You're, 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 I wouldn't do it in conference because you see that team again. Yeah. But that's the gonna, only reason you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Just because you see the team again. Okay. Well, right. Okay. But they're not going to play the Bulls again. It's early in the season. He wants like any coach wants to get reps for their second team quarterback. You well, can't yeah. Get okay. Live reps. Like that in practice, it's not going to happen. You need people in that's the lights fair. doing that stuff. For the second stringers, that's fair. They're on scholarship, the other team. Their coaches make money, too. They've got facilities. It's a grown man game. Stop them. And it's it would just be it's foolish if you want to just keep your first stringers in to run up the score, that's right? That's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. Because, well, only because of you're risking injury. Correct. But like, if you've got an issue with it, it really hurts your feelings, find a different profession. I can understand repping out the second team. It matters. Yeah, that's that stuff. Fair. That stuff plays... Down the line. All right. Next up. This one surprised me a little bit. Michigan State 51, Western Michigan 17. Sparty had 582 yards of total offense to the Broncos, 352. So there's mm-hmm. there's a couple things that surprised me. Number yeah. one, Michigan State went over the over-under by themselves. They went they, right, this, was, this went over the over by, by a touchdown. Yep. Michigan State did it by themselves. Um, Western Michigan put up 17 points and, and and 352 yards well they gave up the michigan state defense gave up 67 yards rushing yeah. which is like 140 more than they gave up last week <laughs> that's right? in my notes man. oh damn sorry to like, steal oh, it from oh, we, uh, but but how about this offense I and mean, this is what i expected to see a a competent to good offense this year and then last week happened i'm like eh, is it not going to happen finally it's about time they scored in their first three drives i think maybe they found a running back here this this is uh the this everything here Elijah was Collins. great. Seventeen carries, hundred and ninety-two yards. Every, pretty much everything was great. The defense didn't play as well as I thought, but their defense is gonna be fine. I'm I'm not worried about the defense. And it's a solid Western Michigan team. Yeah. They're not beating up on an FCS. No, this team. is a team that's been winning, you know, close to ten games or more than ten games for, for four or five years yep. now. Um somehow Brian Lewerke is he's quiet. People aren't talking about Brian Lewerke. They should be talking about yeah. Brian Lewerke. Um, it did get spotty last week, but he looked good pretty much the whole game. Yeah. From what I saw, he he does have a a touch of uh, of the of the bad throws. Okay. Like it, it's about once every four series, he just throws one up for so you know any quarterback can have that. But he looks good running the ball. Yeah. When he is in rhythm, he throws a very good ball. That's what makes Michigan State. Uh, you know, uh, dangerous against anybody is, is, you know, the run pass mix he has. Um, what gave me confidence that Michigan State was going to come out and look good offensively was that 
D'Antonio presser where he challenged the offense sure. big time. But then the news about Jalen Naylor. Yeah, being, right. Which I think happened after after that our podcast. Yes. But he's out for the season. He's out for the year. That, to me, was their blow the top off the offense guy. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how good Western Michigan is going to be defensively this year, but that that really soured my mood that I thought they would look that good offensively. Mm-hmm. So you got to give the coaching staff credit for for pulling this out, and a lot of it goes to Lewerke. Well, and then, so I liked Elijah Collins, but their second-leading rusher, so Elijah's a freshman. Right. Their second-leading rusher was also a freshman. It seems like they've supplanted the the incumbents, right? Which and is exactly what we needed to happen here. Because the rushing attack, it yep. couldn't, when you have a rushing attack as, as bad as theirs was towards the end of the year last year, it was a little bit better at the beginning. Certainly running back, an offensive line share mm-hmm. the blame. So yep. it just, it wasn't all O line last year for Michigan state with the rushing attack. Right. So I think the O line's a little bit better uh, this year. And I think the running backs are quite a bit better. Hey, what'd you think of the uniforms? Okay. I knew you are going to ask me this. Um, Cause you're the czar, obviously. I have to admit, I didn't hate them as much as I thought I was. I felt to. the same way. I, I was don't surprised. know what the deal is, but the, the different greens, the high, the highlighter color green, the the more muted color green and then the green of the turf yeah i, I have to admit so it, it just, I, I don't want to go as far as to say i like right. them but on the field it looked way better than just sitting on the mannequin right it did you saw them on the mannequin they looked, looked completely had, like costumes and i was busy on saturday with the wedding was was there any reactions on twitter i didn't was, see much yeah no but you have to you're going to have to look into that into your into your yeah uh, i'll check uniforms uniforms. Uh, yeah, i'll see what, see what they what say that, about what it the overall thought was but it. like you know, those, the britches are pretty ugly. But yeah. at the same time, I don't know. I was okay with it overall as yeah. an alt. I was I'm, okay with it. We try to be honest here on the yeah. Eyes on Big Podcast, and I guess we should eat just a – not a whole curl. Just, just a little like bit a quarter curl. Just a little For how little, much we bagged bit. on those uniforms. All Boy, right. We bagged on them bad. We did bag on them bad. <laughs> All right. Next up, we were basically saving the two best games for last Yeah, we are. Year. So this is kind of awesome here. Um, Minnesota. 38 Fresno State 35 and two overtimes the Gophers with 380 yards of total offense to the Bulldogs 345 what do you think well Minnesota as a team has been really flat so far this year right yep but they're pulling these games out it's a thing and there's something to be said for that that is good coaching and it's 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 convincing your kids to do the you know to to play hard and 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 win games there's something PJ's doing a good job here, even though they don't look very good. Winning, there's like it's something you learn how to do. Is there a term called culture wins? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think Did we just coined that, or is it okay. already okay? It's a culture win. It is. Uh, when and of course, what we're talking about here is they want to keep fighting. They believe they can still win the game, even when it maybe looks bleak. There were mm-hmm. definitely times in this game. Oh yeah, where it looked bleak. I mean, right now, I mean, obviously. A ton of the accolades for the receiving core goes to Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. I think Rashad Bateman has taken over the you number tweeted one that. receiver role. I was thinking the exact same thing watching yeah. that game. And he, it's like Gopher fans don't want to give up. No, they don't Tyler want to. Johnson, but it's like, it's okay. The other guy is right. on your football team, too. Rashad Bateman's better. And I and I get that they're yeah. doubling Tyler Johnson to a certain degree and bracketing a little bit. But yeah. the other part is just Rashad Bateman is uncoverable. And then, so he had more receiving yards again yep. this game. With that being said, the catch of the game, and so far the catch and maybe even play of the year in the Big Ten was uh, CAB. 
Oh yeah, Chris Hotman Bell. Wow, so incredible foot placement. 20-some yard line. And by the way, the throw from Tanner Morgan was awesome. could not have been anywhere else. That was an insane catch. It was. Over what the defender. Just a clutch get, play like, all around. I don't know if there was two inches of clearance in the left side of his foot and the front part of his foot. It was to make perfect it back foot placement. It was incredible. Absolutely perfect. Uh, so I was watching this at the American Legion. Of course. Chester Bird post 523, and there's... There's hardly anybody there. Well, first of all, let, let me. Can I ask you a question? Do you actually receive your mail there? Or... <laughs> no. Sometimes okay. I'll have them old packages occasionally. <laughs> but uh, in in the Chester Bird, it's in <laughs> it's in North Minneapolis, right? So North Minneapolis High School are the Polars, and their mascot is a polar bear. So they have this stuffed polar bear in there. So Tyler Johnson is from Minneapolis. Oh, North. nice. Okay. So anytime I look at that, like even off season, I I look at that and I always think of Tyler Johnson. Nice. So I'm sitting there next to the polar bear, watching the the Gopher game, and there's hardly anyone there. But there's one guy who's just way into this game. He's okay. there by himself, and then it's me and my. I was there with my buddy, and we're both screaming at the TV. Now I don't really have a dog in the fight here. I want Minnesota to win, but. I was cheering for him. He is just going off. It's like there was a bad call at one point. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. But like I'm screaming at the TV. He's on the other side screaming at the TV. So I felt this kinship with the Gopher fans sure. at Chester Bird American Legion. And that we just started both going crazy when that Oppen Bell catch happened. Yeah. Insane. It was a great time last night. Yeah. Um, mine was not quite the same. I had the wedding, the, the wedding that I talked about. Um, so I was able to get home. And watch the end of the uh, uh, game. Um, was pretty impressed by the amount of Gopher fans that were still interacting on Twitter. Everybody yeah. was up, still watching that game. Um, I predicted Minnesota to win the game. Didn't think it would look quite like that. Yep. Uh, and I guess we've kind of already talked about it again. If it looked sloppy, yes, but you went all the way to the West Coast. Well, that's By the, the time you were finishing that game, yeah. their body clocks were at one thirty in the morning. Right. All of that stuff favors Fresno State. I don't think Fresno State is is a great team, but they're a pretty but they're darn a good team. Good team, yeah. And that's a that's a good win for the Gophers. And then Antoine Winfield with the interception, oh, second God, year in you. a row. I would have forgotten to say that. Um, I made the comparison to <laughs> the way the video set up for that play. The, it, it all you see is a Fresno State wide receiver yeah. running down the field five yards in front of the other D backs. Yeah. And out of nowhere comes Antonio Winfield, Antonio Winfield Jr. with unbelievable ball sense and picks it off. I, I compared it to it's like no matter where Mary Jane falls in the city, Spider-Man's just there to swing by that's and right. save her from hitting the ground. That's that's what Antonio Winfield Jr. Especially when, he, when they're playing Fresno State. Poor Fresno State fans. They must hate that guy. <laughs> they are ready for that guy. <laughs> but to get so out of Minnesota has a 17 game. Non-conference win streak, which is the longest in the country. In the country. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So that gets us to the last game of the weekend. No boogers. Colorado 34, Nebraska 31 in overtime. The Cornhuskers with 469 yards of total offense. The Buffaloes with 464. The yardage is almost dead even. Quite the game we had for the Big Ten game of the week. So in the first half here, they were just absolutely dominating, right? It was 17 nothing at halftime. I was actually – I'm watching with a friend, and I'm like, okay, I get it. They went really vanilla on offense last week. That's why they kind of looked 
you know, just not very good. Against- and I didn't think it's so much vanilla as it was just a look ahead deal. I mean, this is a this is an old Big Eight, Big Twelve rivalry. Scott Frost is an old Big Eight, Big Twelve type of quarterback. He wanted to win this game more than eight. So yeah. that to me, that's what I think you saw in the first in the half. first game, but in the first I half. Said, oh, in the first half. of this game. Okay, seventeen. They, they were dominating this. They game. were absolutely dominating. No. There, there was there was zero chance Colorado was going to win this no. game when they were kicking off for the second half. No, I didn't think so. Um, but I what just, happened? It's adjustments. Boy. Okay. So real quick side note. We'll get back to the game, but okay. adjustments. Yeah. Coaching. Culture. Okay. So there's different factions of Nebraska fans. Ironically, the wedding I was at, tons of Nebraska people okay. that were there. So tons of conversations were, were being had that night. There are Nebraska fans that will believe Scott Frost is a coaching deity, like yeah. literally that they're that they're borderline uh, worshiping, no matter what happens. There are crazy factions of Nebraska fans at the other end that have that have done they're done with them. They they want really? Scott Frost I, I, it's all over Twitter. They're well, not that hard to find. Okay. But then go ahead. in between is where the healthy Nebraska yeah, that's fans that's where normal people sit. Okay. Right? <laughs> that like so they have, I, but I think there's more people coming into that into the middle. middle ground where they realize Scott Frost does make errors. Adrian Mati- Martinez yeah. makes errors. These guys were put way too high up on a pedestal yeah. before the season started. Yeah. Um, Scott Frost has yet to win a road game. We're, yeah, we're that's right. He's zero and eight into his yeah. career, and this is the second or third time that they have snatched defeat from the jaws so of victory. Going that's back what to I was going to say is we just talked about PJ coaching his team up and winning these close games that maybe they shouldn't win. He's he, he lost the, the Northwestern game last year that they should have won. They should have won the Colorado game last year. They should have won the Colorado game this year. There's at least one other one that I think I'm forgetting. Yep. They, they do not do well in these close games. Part of it to me is style of play. It is a type of offense that is mm-hmm. tough to run out the clock when you've got. Yeah. I mean, they they were it was 17 nothing Colorado Stormback craziest flea flicker from your. Yeah, own. that was awesome. To a certain degree, nobody sees a flea flicker from the own goal line. So, OK, at that point, it's 17 to seven. Yeah. But then Colorado gets it to 17, 14. Nebraska storms back with another touchdown. Mo Washington. 24, 14. Yep. OK. The game's over again think so. at that point, right? You're up 10 points in the fourth quarter yep. at that point. That's my point is it is tough with this type of offense to just grind the clock out and, and salt these games away. Sure. Um, they get a ton of, you know, plus uh, pl- of seven or uh, plus seven yards or more plays, but they get, yeah. don't do well on those the, of, the of, short of, yardage. Well, what I'm saying is there's a little bit of feast or famine with okay. the offense. They take they take sacks. They take two or three yard losses in in running okay. the ball. Then all of a sudden you're trying to close out the game and you're getting forced with a second and 14 when you should be a second and seven, even if you only get three yards. You, you follow what right. I'm saying here? Like that's that puts their, their quarterback in a tough spot. Well, so speaking of quarterback, Adrian Martinez lights out in the first half. Nine of nine passing, 180 yards in the first half. Second half comes out six sacks, interception, only seven of 15 passing for 110 yards. Totally different player in the second half. And a crucial fumble. Yes. The fumble that kind of lost the game to a certain degree, as it turns out. 
Another thing that's almost reminiscent of last year, uh, Colorado uh, won the game last year in Lincoln to a pass to LaVisca Chenault yep. in the corner of the end zone. Exact yep. same thing that's this right. year yeah, to I push it about that. into to overtime. It was a little bit of of uh, karma or, or, or uh, deja vu, I meant to say. Um, adjustments. This is there, There's something to this here where maybe it's more on Shenander on the defense and then it rattles the offense. I don't know, but the, the, there's, there's something going on here as far as the second half performance defense wasn't bad though. 89 yards rushing. They gave up. Sure. They gave up 375 passing, but 94 was on that one play. Correct. So uh, their defense I thought was okay. I, I don't think it's a stretch at all to say the defense is 100% outperforming the offense. Yeah, two games. They into are the season. They so are. far. This Mo year. Washington had a good game though. 15 rushes, 77 yards, four reception, 118 yards. Yep. But and then in the overtime, okay, sure. so they uh, uh, give up the the so the defense does a pretty good job, right? Gives up the uh, uh, field goal that yeah. gives the offense back, that gives the ball back to the offense. You expect this offense with Adrian Martinez to close the game out, right. right there, right? Adrian Martinez takes that sack. Yeah, that was that was horrible. But but but, you, but another thing, like that is also on Frost. You call a. You got to put him into a different position on the first and second down plays that he doesn't have to have a third and long play. But then Adrian Martinez sh shouldn't take the sack. The other thing too, Bear Pickering, their kicker, is out. Yes, we knew how bad this kicker was from what we saw last week. Why Did didn't they just go for it on fourth yeah. down? Don't you feel like you have a better chance of Adrian Martinez getting loose and yeah, either maybe. running for for fifteen like yards a... or throwing it to pick up a first down, and, and then a backup kicker? Shanking a fifty, almost fifty-yard field goal. Maybe it was over fifty, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, did you hear what Scott Frost said about the kicking? He goes. He said, "Quote: I I knew we didn't have a kicker. Those that was his exact words. So go for it. Yeah, maybe. Did you see Scott Frost in the 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 postgame presser? No. It looked like somebody shot his hunting dog right in front of him. I mean, he he he. There was no hiding anything. He mm. was distraught. Wow. He he said it out loud that that was or emotionally that that was one of the worst losses he's ever had. Wow. As a coach, he's got to watch that stuff. This is his his team is listening to yeah. this. They're, they they you take on the persona yes of your, of head, your coach. head coach Absolutely. and they're gonna feel that loss as much as he did. Now yeah. now now that he's doing it, sure. they've got a tough game coming up next week. They do with Northern Illinois and then Ohio State knocking on the door after that. Okay. A little bit of decent amount of bagging here, but I will say this. It's just one non-conference game. Yeah, it's, it's not that important. I mean, every, the Big Ten West is still in front. Of, every every goal you have is still right in front of you. I mean, a, a sane person did not think they were going to go 12-0. They, they were going to lose sure. a couple games. This is a game that they lost. They can still go 7-2 and two in the Big Ten. Yeah. And... Ten and two overall, or nine and three overall, and make it to the Big Ten championship. And last year they got better as the year went on. Yeah, so there's still a lot to look forward to. Okay, so we end uh, this podcast with the a new tradition, which comes from Saturday tradition. Yep, with help from our our buddy Dustin Shooty, the rankings. So we're gonna we'll kind of package a couple of these teams together to get through it a Let's little bit quicker. Let's give him a give him a shout out first at Shooty CFB and SaturdayTradition.com. Thank you. Uh, so that 14th, Rutgers, 13th, Northwestern, 12th, Nebraska, 11th, Purdue, 10th, Illinois. Do you got any issues with those right there? No, 
No, I don't have any issues with those. I may move Illinois down below Purdue at this point. Nah, Purdue's, no. Purdue's one and one. Yeah, I mean, I no, lost, I guess I lost I, to Nevada. Okay. I yeah, mean, I'm okay Nebraska's one and one. I mean, Northwestern fans, I would think they're a little bit better with that. I mean, yeah. right now they're ranked the second to last team in but the Big they, Ten. They look like the second to last. They looked bad, yeah. but Stanford is a good yeah, team. Is, is a good team, although they did get worked by USC. Mm. Um, maybe it's more of a conversation on how tough the Big Ten is. Yeah, I if, think so. If Northwestern and Nebraska are plausibly right. your 12th and 13th ranked teams. This could change quite a bit. Correct. But that's a thing. Yep. All right. Number nine, Minnesota. Eight, Indiana. Seven, Michigan. Wow. And six, Maryland. So Dustin Schutte weighs heavily on what he's seeing this year. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, he should for the 2019 right. rankings. Um I mean, I guess obviously the one Minnesota at nine and Indiana at eight, I right where they, those. right where they should be. You could flip flop those. I yep. think pretty darn easily. In fact, I would probably put Minnesota in front of Indiana because Indiana okay. doesn't have a win as good as Fresno State. True. On the road. Okay. Um, but Michigan at seven, Maryland at six. I mean, it's fair. It Mi- is. Michigan doesn't look any better than the seventh team right now, do they? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, again, I'm, I'm on board still. Okay. Last five teams: Michigan State five, yep. Iowa four, Penn State three. Ohio State, too, okay. and he's got the Wisconsin Badgers at the best team in the Big I Ten at this point. almost have no problems with this entire list, but I think I'd put Ohio State one over Wisconsin. Literally exactly what I wrote okay. on Twitter to him is I don't think there's anything on this list that I'd have a major issue with other than the the level of, of play, of competition. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin hasn't played a world beater yet, and now they've beaten the non-world beaters to a pulp so right. that's something what ohio state did to what i think is a pretty darn good cincinnati it was team, impressive which is like a quasi rivalry you know a lot of ohio guys that didn't get the the the, the scholarship to ohio right. state that's a thing and it's almost like they were just coasting at some like by the time it hit the second quarter i mean there was never a doubt right, right. and it's just like okay game's over so I mean, they probably could have beat them worse i guess is what i'm saying so had um had Nebraska held on, we would have eight ranked teams in the Big Ooh, Ten okay. right now. As it stands, there's seven, wow. which is what we had last week. Okay. Out went Nebraska. In came Maryland being ranked okay. Yeah. Uh, in today's AP poll that was re- released. Five ranked teams in the Big Ten East. Wow. Think yeah, about it. sure. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there should they should be ranked. Five teams and another 2-0 and team in the Big Ten. Who's looking pretty good. Is the Big Ten East the best conference in college? It, listen, it's only the only two conferences, divisions, excuse me, that are in the competition are the Big Ten East and the SEC West. Yes. Um, obviously, the SEC West picked up a big win with LSU knocking off Texas, Alabama's Alabama. I don't think Auburn's all that. No. Texas A&M held good. They played pretty well. With Clemson, but they're still a class down from a Clemson team. I don't know, man. The depth it's, of the Big Ten East right now. It's debatable. And I know I'm biased, but so the only thing I will say for the SEC West is they don't have a Rutgers. Yeah, that is something. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is knocking on the door. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Arkansas pretty is pretty bad. bad. Um, if that's your only saving grace, to me, I am the type of person. Whether you're talking about divisions or you're talking about conferences, okay? Yes, obviously the top, the how good your top team matters. Yeah, but. 
what I think the losses come from is the pretty darn tough team that we have to play after the really tough team. So yeah, after you play Michigan, you know, whoever it is that it's, maybe it's Michigan state is plays Michigan that they have to turn around and go to Maryland. Right. That's where the losses come. Yeah. So to me, that middle part of conferences is, is middle, almost more important. Don't you think? Yeah, or, I do. Is that no, something? I think for me, it's, I always look top to bottom. I don't, just because you got a great team at the top, that doesn't make you good overall. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's it. You good? I'm good, man. Okay. Uh, we very much appreciate you listening to the Eyes on Big Podcast. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Perk. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye.